got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to Zorkcast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of Zorkcast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to Zorkfest. Today, we have a very special guest who happens to be a posh miles and points guru, and that would be Bethany. And we're going to talk about a few interesting things and some new things, some exciting things. So, Bethany, thank you so much for coming on Zorkcast. Thank you so much for having me. The posh fits you, right? So you're not just a miles and points guru, but you're a posh miles and points guru, or there might be another word that you might be. And I think that's going to tie into some of the exciting news that you have. So we're just going to get, you know, this is what's beautiful about a format where you only have nine minutes, but I usually go for 18 minutes that we don't have much time. (laughs) We don't have much time to not get to the point. So Bethany, what's the exciting news? So the exciting news is that I just launched my luxury miles and points blog, bougiemiles.com. Now, if you were to spell bougie the wrong way, it's fine because I bought every domain that could possibly be spelled as bougie. So that's what it is, bougiemiles.com. It's all about using your miles, points, credit card rewards for luxury travel as opposed to free travel. Awesome. So is it bougie-tastic? It's bougie-tastic for sure. (laughs) Oh, I love that. So for some of our listeners who don't really understand the essence of bougie, let's expand on that a little bit. So what is it? I mean, I think you just said a little bit. It has that luxury angle. So how do you, when somebody describes something to you, like when they say it's bougie, what comes to mind or what's the best way to describe that? To me, it's basically just over the top. So it's luxury travel, but to the furthest extent, like, you know, Etihad or Emirates First Class or the Four Seasons or the St. Regis, like just those super high end travel experiences. Gotcha. So BA First Class would not be bougie, but if I bring my own caviar, can it become bougie? Absolutely. If you bring your own caviar, you can make... Almost anything bougie. <laughs> okay. So so this is interesting. You know, I love talking about luxury travel. Contrary to some, I, I just don't only love luxury travel. I love a lot of different aspects of travel. I actually just recorded a great Zorkcast the other day with Eric and Han talking about my love of dive casinos uh, a little bit. And we had a little bit of a disagreement there. Stuff that's definitely not bougie or was bougie in 1981. If Let anything. me guess, Eric was in disagreement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he was definitely not buying what I was <laughs> saying. So, so we're here and, and Leo's come to join me because he's finished hey. his, 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 hi, con- Leo. Con- con- hi, Leo. Leo says hi. He's, he's very, he's very satisfied because he just had his Kong toy with peanut butter. So luxury travel, what do you think that the miles and points blogs, like, how do you think like either the luxury travel sites or the miles and points blogs, or what do you think? Do you think they're missing the point or what points do you pun intended, think that they're missing? Like, where? what's your angle? What's your shtick? 
So for me, the difference is just that I'm not trying to get everything for free. And I think that that's something that people in our industry focus on way too much. I would rather spend, you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars to stay at a really nice hotel than use a category four courtyard Marriott free night. And I think that's sort of the difference. For me, it's all about like the actual experience, not how much money I spent on it. But I do, of course, want to get the best experience possible for my money. So it's not like I'm just throwing it around, you know, <laughs> using yeah. it strategically. No, and that's and that's really good. And using it strategically, but it's not about necessarily getting it for the lower price. So if you chose a specific city, it's not about getting the room at the lowest, the least, in, well, or just like just getting the room for free. It's more so about, you know, balancing, you know, balancing the best options, you know, that they're exactly. out there. And those options might actually not be miles and points options. And this is something, I mean, and I know you've talked about this quite a bit, I think, you know, sometimes it just pays to pay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it using points just don't make sense in certain circumstances because, you know, the revenue rates are low enough or the perks from the revenue rates. So I are good enough that it would make more sense to, to buy the room than to use points. And I, I sort of feel you're sort of aligned with some of that. Oh, absolutely. I think sometimes, I mean, I end up paying cash a lot for hotel stays and even flights too, because what I'm really doing is maximizing promotions to get like the maximum rate on return for that one stay so that I can stay at a much nicer place for more nights down the line. You know, like the ones that give you like the fifth night free or the fourth night free, like IHG. Like, why am I going to spend 70,000 points to stay at an IHG for a Kimpton, maybe, let's say, for one night when I can save up a little by paying cash for that night and then get the fourth night free on all my award stays? Yeah, and that's really, really really, really smart. And of course, you're looking at those kind of situations as, you know, sometimes there are outliers where it might make sense for a one night stay just because the room rate is so expensive. But I tend to find in a lot of instances, there is there is a cash alternative. And that is really interesting, that idea about like, you always want to use your points when it makes sense to use your points. And of course, we know with with airline flights, that that is also extremely complicated because there are so many mileage programs. You know, I dance so much in a British Airways executive club world. So there are so many opportunities where Avios makes so much sense to use. And then other times when it makes no sense at all to use Avios. So, I mean, you, you have to be smart about that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know, what's funny with Avios, I feel like there's so many ways to earn those points that I feel a little bit more comfortable using them for everything. Like sometimes I buy them on Groupon. <laughs> well, the using the part doesn't bother me. My issue is using them when the, the YQ, when the taxes and fees are so high that you really have to think like, does this make sense? And yeah. even then there's an interesting, you know, there, there can be an interesting argument about some of that, you know, and I, and I've had that discussion with, with a number of people. So yeah, I think on that, what's your feeling? Well, you know, my feeling is, is that the world is no longer black and white. So you have programs that now are, you know, especially with dynamic awards, which have become more and more popular, you know, you have programs where 
people focus, you know, people tend to give obvious, obvious gets a bad rap because of YQ, which for those who don't know what YQ is, it's basically the taxes and fees component of the award ticket. And it used to be called fuel surcharges until it's really just surcharges for the sake of surcharges, most of it, right? And I think for a while, when everything was aligned, like the average British Airways, like a British Airways ticket from, say, London or New York to London or London to New York or something like East Coast is 68,000 obvious. Okay, fair enough. That's really fair for a first class yeah. redemption. But the YQ is like 450 pounds. So let's call the YQ like $550 each way. So yeah. you're like, wow, 68,000 miles and $550 that sucks the 550 dollars now if it's a flight from new york to london obviously sixty-eight thousand, or or let's do business class fifty thousand miles that's great 500 and some odd dollars in taxes and fees not great when you can redeem a similar ticket on flying blue for delta one for fifty-three thousand miles and twelve dollars in taxes so yeah that's what i run into also yeah so it's a little bit hard to justify that, but here's where it gets interesting. I mean, of course, we, we know enough to look at, you know, things like look at the Flying Blue program, but like I've had instances where I've gotten the award ticket on Flying Blue for 50 some odd thousand miles with like $15, let's call it $15 in taxes. And you look for the same ticket on Delta, which is hysterical for me, and they want 280,000 miles, you know, and Five dollars and sixty cents in taxes. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's, uh, That's exactly five sixty. Yeah, and and you're like, okay, well, the five sixty is great, but now they want two hundred thousand miles for the ticket. Well, now all of a sudden, that sort of perverted the whole thing because two hundred thousand miles plus. $5.60 is actually more than, say, 68,000 miles and $550 in cash. So, I mean, with the exception, I guess, if you've got millions and millions of sky miles, you know, there's no cash out of pocket. But for most of us, I don't know about you, anytime I book an award ticket on an airline, I correlate how a value for those miles to the revenue tickets. And I don't, you know, my thing when I say to people, I don't care what your value is. If you want to count an obvious as one cent, that's fine. So if the ticket costs 68,000 miles, you have a value now for those 68,000 miles. And if you want to say it's three quarters of a cent or 1.25 cents, and I don't, do you do a similar kind of thing when you look at, do you do like a little value when you do it? Is that how you operate? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to me, I look at American, my, like American and United as like two cents each, whereas I look at Delta as one. So I do that all the time. Yeah. So I think that's sort of it. So, so this dynamic stuff makes it so not black and white. So, and obviously yeah. Avios is not really dynamic awards. So if the availability is there, you know, British Airways has a ton of availability. You see, the thing that's gotten tricky now is British Airways has released a lot of availability in club at first. So it, for a number of cities, especially on the East Coast, it is not that hard to find a 50,000 mile or a 68,000 mile award. Whereas I find it's becoming harder and harder on like American and United to find those same 
awards. So it's sort of an interesting game now. It's not it's not like BA's bad because the YQ is so high, but the American carriers are better because the YQ is so low. Well, now that the mileage, now that the things have become dynamic, I'm not I'm not sure we can definitely be that simplistic about it. I would agree. Now, I have one more question for you about this just because it's something I've been thinking about lately. Do you tend to use your Avios outright for BA tickets or do you upgrade like on Iberio or Aer Lingus or is that like, I My, feel like so many people use their Avios solely for that purpose. My number one use of Avios is upgrading. My number two yeah. use is last minute intra Europe. They are brilliant for last minute intra Europe and especially, well, and also like brilliant from a, you know, Intra-Europe is very competitive, but if it's last minute, you know, it is so much nicer flying on BA to like Munich. And I did this once a couple months ago where like Eric was coming through to go to Macau on a United Award and he had the day in Munich. And three days before, I'm like, oh, I'll meet you in Munich for the day. And I basically just redeemed. It's either I think it's 4,000 or 8,000 avios each way. And the taxes are either... 30 or 40 pounds. So super, super reasonable. You know, mm-hmm. when I say the 4,000 or 8,000, whether they have availability in economy class or club, obviously that ticket from Heathrow would be a good couple hundred dollars, couple hundred pounds, you know, so it's a great value. Now it is true. You sometimes could find a cheaper ticket on like a Ryanair or EasyJet. But the thing that's so great here is that you're using such a pittance of miles. I mean, it can literally be like 8,000 round trip and you're still leaving out of Heathrow and I'm still using first wing and I still have the first class lounge and I still have all of that. So even if I can get a Ryanair flight at the last minute for $150 round trip equivalent, which would be last minute, I still have to deal with like Luton and Stansted and, you know, horrible airport experiences and all of that. So intra-Europe, Avios are really brilliant. And upgrading, I would say upgrading from World Traveler Plus to Club is really, really solid. And now that British Airways is releasing more club seats for awards, because, you know, the upgrade bucket for upgrades is the same as awards. So if there's a club award available, that means you can upgrade to club. And if there's a first class award available, you can upgrade to first class. Right. So like if you're looking on Expert Flyer, what are the codes for a club? First is Z and club is, I think club is U, right? I think so. (laughs) I don't know. I'm always looking for Z. Okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. To go with your bougie theme, the, basically the YQ is the same for club as it is for first. So if you are going to redeem and pay the exorbitant YQ, you might as well redeem a couple extra avios and fly in club. I just feel oh, that I'm way. Going it's club like, all day for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, and fly in, in fly in first. I mean, that's that's what I meant. Like, it's only it's only a pittance more miles for first, and the YQ is the same. So that's my thing. Yeah, I'm actually the reason I'm asking so many questions because I'm looking for a flight from Brussels or Prague to New York, and I BA keeps coming up with a cash rate for like a good price. But I'm like, this is stupid. I need to start using these stupid miles and points. I would, I mean, I think that's a great comparison. There is a bougie article. I mean, just comparison Mm -hmm. of what, I mean, when you start outside of, there is also a luxury tax for club and first departing from Heathrow. 
and I'm not super expert about this, but if you connect it under 24 hours, you don't have that fee. So the, oh, the I didn't y, know that. So the YQ will be lower starting from European cities. So, and it actually, it's, it might not be so bad. So I would do a comparison there, but I think this is exactly what you're saying is like, what's yep. your, what's your tipping point between the cash and between the award seat? And I think that is a tough one because some cities like, like Prague are relatively inexpensive, like Bucharest is always pretty much so an inexpensive city to start with for revenue tickets on British Airways. Cairo is always an inexpensive city to start with, so you know, to start from. So those that does become tough sometimes. But also, a lot of those seats are, are round trip. So the question is, do you want a round trip return that you have to nest, you know, and that kind of stuff. So you might have to think about yeah. some of that. That's another thing I'm always thinking about. I don't mind having open return tickets, you know, because it's not like I'm not going back at some point. But I know for a lot of people that would not make sense. I think it's very interesting. I think it's an amazing puzzle. I do yes. that with the family sometimes, but then it, it becomes like a three-dimensional puzzle because you've got multiple people. Well, you have people. like 15 people. <laughs> yeah. So you've got multiple people with different return dates who need to be positioned and things like that. So, mm -hmm. but I, I think it's a great, you know, honestly, I've been telling people like if you are, especially if you're flexible like you are, I mean, take the award seat to Europe, right? Because you could find that like flying blue award to Europe or something with like nothing. Or That's anything. actually exactly what I booked for that trip. <laughs> so find that award blue. to Europe. You're, it's going to be very low miles for business class, you know, and the YQ is and the taxes are nothing like 15 bucks. Right. I mean, or 18 bucks or something like that. And then so you've gotten yourself to Europe, which is super cool. And now you should really look. You've used the award seat to get to Europe. And then getting home from Europe, you should either look at the round trip return that, of course, would bring you back to Europe. And then you deal with it at a later date, you know, how you want to deal with that. Or in a pinch, you can always lean on a low cost carrier, like especially if you're in a city like New York, like Norwegian. Right. I've never actually flown a really low cost carrier. <laughs> Hence the bougie name. <laughs> but, you know, is there such a thing as bougie light? Yeah, it's like JetBlue Mint. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't think JetBlue Mint is really bougie light. But anyway, let's, you know what, premium economy, remember when you're flying back to New York from Europe, you're, it's a daytime flight. And premium mm -hmm. economy on, okay, and New York's a great example, premium economy on Norwegian from London or from another city, nonstop to New York. You're looking at a flight that's plus or mi seven hours plus or minus. Would mm -hmm. you sit for seven hours in the equivalent of a first class seat, a domestic first class seat that basically reclines more, has more recline and more legroom during a daytime flight where you don't have to sleep? And that ticket is going to cost you between $350 and $500 cash. That is kind and, of hard to pass up if you're having trouble looking for a flight. Yeah, you're and, right. and you could buy it one way. No harm, no foul. So here's the beautiful thing. You've gotten the award ticket to Europe. If you can't find, if you don't want to nest or maybe you're under the gun, you can always just, you know, get yourself to a city and fly an airline like Norwegian. Or I think now you have the new French that they've revised that French airline, Compagna. Oh, 
day or something. Yeah, I mean, their rates, they have like, they've got great rates. You know what's cool about these carriers is that you, in most instances, you cannot buy a BA ticket or a KLM ticket one way, like from Amsterdam right. or London, like everything's round trip. But with these carriers, you can buy the one way. And you know, honestly, for a daytime flight, I think it's a very good option. I think people are too snobby about that sometimes. And I, it's fine. I mean, it's really, it's really, really fine. You might even feel even more bougie. Oh, really? But how do you work that one out? <laughs> I think the way you work that one out, I saw somebody, I watch, every once in a while, I watch some of the AVD YouTube videos, and I think this had to do uh -huh. with a Asian low-cost carrier, and somebody was very funny because they were really young and they bought premium, and it was like, I don't know, it was like $200 equivalent instead of like $89. So it wasn't like, you know, like we think about like super premium, and somebody in a premium online is like, are you in premium? I'm in this line. And they, like, you're, you're too young to be flying in. They called it first class. It's really business. It's like, <laughs> this is a low cost carrier. This is, I think some, <laughs> I think sometimes the people who don't travel much and buy up to the premium version on a low cost carrier think they're the bougiest, but it's yes. like, no, you're really not. I mean, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's like this is a whole other world. <laughs> it's like the people on big front seat on Spirit. It's like, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like you are not. You are not all that's to be about. Like, it's like you're in, right? But like, think it's like you're not really that cool. You're in big front seat. You're basically you're still on Spirit and a big, fr exactly. big front seat. A big front seat is not mint, right? I it's mean, only that, forty bucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, That's goodness. such a good comparison. Such a good comparison. <laughs> I, it's like you are not that cool. Well, no. Any, anyway, I think I love I love the name. I love Bougie Miles. I, I would love to have you back on to talk a little bit more because I didn't even get to all the things on my list. Is there anything else you want to leave us with that people should know about Bougie Miles and like tell everybody how to find you, where to find you, all that kind of stuff? Okay, well, if you go to bougiemiles.com, you can find me and all of my social handles, but also Bethany R. Walsh, W-A-L-S-H, on Twitter and Instagram. I decided to keep my name just because, you know, it's a good one. So why not? And I would just want to leave the guests with, don't be scared to spend a little bit of money because you're going to do it anyway, especially in life. Sometimes like when you buy something, sometimes award travel is all about just making sure you use the right credit card. You know, it's it's making simple little life changes that can lead to really big, really great, luxurious trips. Cool. So it's an everyday process and people have to Absolutely. they have to put time in, but it's not that big of a deal. But you've got you've got to really think about it. Yeah, I think. But then, you know, once you have like one little thing, one little change that you make, maybe it's just changing your credit card spending to a different card that could have such a huge effect on your miles and points balances. So sometimes it's not even something you need to think about. You just need to have somebody tell you what to do. And that's and, me. And you're there for that. Well, awesome. The best of luck with Bougie Miles. Thank you so much today for being on Zorkast. Thank you for having me. Great. Well, until next time. 
You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.